want to do more than follow orders, think outside of the box, and manifest your dreams, then you've come to the right show. Welcome to the award-winning podcast, Holding Down the Fort by U.S. Vet Wealth. I'm your host, Jen Amos, a gold star daughter, veteran spouse, and entrepreneur. For season seven, I am ecstatic to be in partnership with the Rosie Network to highlight motivational stories of personal growth, financial awareness, and autonomy in our military community. Now, let's get started. All right, welcome back to another episode here at Holding on the Fort by U.S. Vet Wealth. I am excited to continue my conversation with my colleague, Trevor Maxwell. If you were here with us last week, we introduced him on the show and he talked a little bit about what he has been doing for the first five years since he has been in the civilian world after serving in the military, serving in the Navy for 20 years. And so now for the second half of this conversation, if you haven't, if you haven't listened to that just yet, go to episode 154. The way to find that episode is to, you know, scroll down or scroll up in the podcast app that you're listening to. Or if you're listening to this via desktop, go ahead and go to holdingdownthefortpodcast.com and do a search for episode 154. You just go to the search bar at the top of our website, 154, you know, 154, and you'll be able to listen to part one of this conversation. All right. So for this conversation, here's a quote that I feel like embodies what Trevor was trying to talk about in our conversation here. He says, ask for help. Veterans love helping other veterans. Veterans love helping future veterans. And so I'm excited to talk with Trevor Maxwell again, my colleague at US Vet Wealth and creator of Military Money Mistakes. In this final part, Trevor talks about the details of his program, Military Money Mistakes. You know, just like how my husband and I built our company from the bottom up, US Vet Wealth, so did Trevor with Military Money Mistakes. And so he talks about the creation of it and where it stems from, you know, realizing how much money he potentially wasted earlier in his military service for not being smart with his finances, hence Military Money Mistakes. And it's his mission to help other veterans from making the same mistakes. Also, we touch upon what I always considered a very sensitive topic, which is the importance of including and educating military spouses on personal finance. Uh, Trevor talks about, you know, his own methods on how he communicates information to spouses. You know, in our line of work, we do tend to find skepticism. And it just is what it is. This is not really a critique on spouses. It's more about an observation that we have noticed in throughout the years. And so it's a delicate conversation that we always are determined to make less delicate and more understandable and digestible for the military spouse. And so admittingly, you know, even four years into doing the show Holding on the Fort, we do admit that it is an ongoing challenge to talk about personal finance and making, you know, information more accessible to military spouses to understand their military benefits and understanding what is available to them in the private sector, especially if, especially if, you know, their family could potentially, you know, find something more suitable to their lifestyle that's available in the private market 
you know, versus what's available with the government benefits. So it's really not this or that. It's more about being aware and being informed and making a confident and informed decision. And again, it's always a conversation that we are challenged with and we're going to keep trying, you know, especially with something like the survivor benefit plan. You know, the number one beneficiary is the spouse. And so it is important for us as a company to constantly find ways to communicate that and help our spouses make confident and informed decisions about the survivor benefit plan, for example, one of many examples. And so Trevor wraps up our conversation, encouraging veterans to ask for help during their transition and to utilize available resources. Trevor, thanks again for being on my show. Really, really enjoyed our conversation. If you want to get a hold of Trevor, you could actually join our podcast portal and you'll be able to contact him directly there. Just go to the show notes of this episode and you'll find that direct link on how to join our podcast portal for free. You can also check out the show notes of this episode and I have other ways where you can get a hold of him, like his LinkedIn profile, et cetera, et cetera. So I hope you enjoy this conversation and I will talk to you in the post commentary. Enjoy. Yeah, and I think about that. I'll just throw this out there too, and, and Scott can comment on it later. I think with Scott, his thing is, I think maybe he feels like that makes him a little complacent, right? That makes sense. Yeah. You know, just kind of like, because he and I think a lot alike. Like, I think, you know, you can't leave me and him unsupervised, especially <laughs> on something like this. Yeah. Like, that's why we, typically we have you on a lot of our calls just to. <laughs> Just like, okay, guys, let's keep going. Hey, Scott, hey, look, look over here. <laughs> guys. <You know. laughs> yeah, I have yeah. a little squeaky toy, so we'll both be like, what? <laughs> I know, seriously. It's always just funny, like, being in the chat when you guys go live in MRB or in Military Retirement Blueprint or just when you guys are talking. I'm just kind of like, okay, guys. But yeah, I, I like that. I like that. I mean, if if we were to psychoanalyze him, which, you know, we're, none of us are licensed to do this, but yeah, I I like your perspective of, you know, he just doesn't want to be complacent. That makes a lot of sense. Like he really wants to live a very purposeful life, you know, and that's what I admire and love about him and why I enjoy working with him. And so, you know, to be able to kind of, I think in his mindset, like settle for certain free things or benefits in the military, it just, like you said, it probably makes him feel complacent. Yeah. I mean, that's just a, and that's just kind of like initial, like off the hip type thing. Yeah. I think it's pretty accurate. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's all just, we're all guessing here. We obviously don't know what goes on in his mind or, you know, we don't even know ourselves half the time. (laughs) But anyway, uh, yeah. So, well, thanks for indulging me with that. And I think your journey in the last five years has been really incredible. You know, the changes that you've made for, you know, as, as a new person in post-military life. And one of the things that you have been working on with U.S. Fat Wealth is your program, Military Money Mistakes. And, you know, like what I think is so cool is when we all started working with Scott, like obviously we have the brand U.S. Fat Wealth, but but you and I kind of went our own way and, and wanted to create a brand, our own brand, our own personal brand that could draw people to our company. And in this case, for you, it's Military Money Mistakes. And I know you've been working on this for quite a long time. So for people that are hearing about it for the first time, what is Military Money Mistakes? So it's, uh, what's the best way to, I'll tell you this, it's the culmination of the last five years of my experiences working with transitioning military, career military people, and, and actually being a career military person. And there's a reason I call it military money mistakes and, and kind of the genesis of it. And I'll tell you the story. You know, as, as I got ready to retire, I knew I was coming into this, 
and I got really interested. I took some extra finance classes. I was doing my MBA at the time. And, you know, I started looking at, you know, the cost of some of the bad decisions that I had made about money because I retired mm-hmm. from the Navy. I've had some really nice trucks in my life. I've got mm-hmm. a lot of really cool guns in my gun safe. When I had my my moment was when I kind of looked back and said, hey, you know, I had years of my life where I was home for six months in Iraq for six months, home for six months in Afghanistan. for, And I had all these times I was coming back from these deployments of thirty or $40,000. Mm-hmm. I spent a year in Afghanistan. I came home, I had $80,000 in the bank. And I got out and I didn't really have anything to show for it. Wow. And I kept, you know, going back and looking like, hey, you know, so I went back and I looked, hey, all these bonuses that I had had, all of these times I went on deployments and I came back with money and I, you know, was not smart with it. Like, well, what would that have turned into had I been smart with this, you know, when I retired? And what I came up with was I probably could have retired with somewhere between seven and nine hundred thousand dollars. Sure. And I thought, yeah, I mean, that would definitely put me in a lot better position than where I'm at now. Mm-hmm. And so I started thinking about all the things, you know, as I kind of worked in the industry and I learned more and more and more about personal finance. I went to school, you know, got my uh, CHFC designation and it just kind of, you know, I just started like, man, man, I really screwed that up. <laughs> like, how do I prevent other people from experiencing the same regret that I did? Mm-hmm. And at the same time, I made a keen observation. A lot of the people that I'm talking to, these retired, these guys are getting out for 20 or 30 years, senior enlisted, senior officers. I see them get out of the military, go out and get their new job. And they immediately start making a lot of the same bad personal finance decisions mm-hmm. that we see E2s and E3s that are new to the military making after they get back from their first deployment. Mm-hmm. And, and so I thought, oh, okay, well- Based on my own experiences, I kind of looked back and said, hey, why did that happen to me? Right. It came down to two things. You know, first and foremost was I didn't understand how money worked. And the other thing was, is I didn't have somebody who I trusted to help me get get started with putting together a, a strategy, you know, to get me to where I, I should have been, you know, after 20 years and and all those hundreds of thousands of dollars that I essentially wasted on, you know, on other things. So that was kind of the genesis of it. You know, I had thought uh, right after I retired, I was like, I'm going to write a book. Yeah. And this was right after I retired. Of course, that never panned out. And then I had just all these other ideas. Finally, probably, you know, it was around, I guess it would have been around last year. I just had this idea of putting together, it started like, you and I like started chatting. Mm-hmm. It started as kind of a, an idea for a podcast. Hey, what if I just took all this stuff that I knew about personal finance and put it into a podcast? And it started working. And then I think the real thing that kind of changed the course and the momentum of the program was when we discovered Mighty Networks. Right. And then I kind of saw what Scott was doing on here with all the SVP and TSP stuff. And I thought, why? You know, this seems like this would be the perfect spot for all the military money mistakes. Things. Yeah. And so that's, that's kind of how the program came. The other thing that I learned too was, you know, how I, uh, what is the best way to conduct the financial services profession? So there's a lot of different ways of doing this. There's a lot of different types of professionals that work in the industry. 
the one that's really seemed to like me and kind of appealed to you know me being a former senior enlisted guy was kind of the that of the mentor, the coach, right? The teacher. And so I thought, oh, okay, well, I kind of like that idea. It just kind of started working together. I was like, oh, I could take this whole thing that, you know, all these 30 plus episodes of military money mistakes that I planned out, I can start turning it into a course mm-hmm. and then I can do coaching and I can have live events inside the space and, and do all these things. And so that's, that's kind of how it worked. And so, you know, I put together kind of an outline for a curriculum. I got some guys, I got some, some future and, and already retirees to kind of come in and sit through these to do kind of a proof concept for for the curriculum, for the classes mm-hmm. to see like, hey, is this is this legit? Does this fit what I'm trying to do here? And so now I've been taking that outline and putting that into a course, like an actual, you know, we have eight modules and I think there's close to 40, close to 40 lessons, I think, in those modules. Mm-hmm. And I've just been working on building all those out. And the intent is somebody who's two years from retiring can come in and they say, well, you know, one of the things that I want to do when I retire is I want to get my finances straight because my life is going to change significantly. And yeah. and they're right. It is, right? You've got a tremendous opportunity when you get out and retire and you go get another job and you have your pension and your VA disability income. You have a huge opportunity to do something really good for yourself. Mm-hmm. And so my hope is, is that somebody comes in and takes the course they learn all this stuff about personal finance because ultimately, you know, now we have these, like, you know, if you're not watching the video, I'm holding up a cell phone. The industry has changed. The calculus has changed with regard to financial services, right? Mm-hmm. Ball is a lot more in the client's court and they have a lot more resources available to them. So kind of what, what I'm trying to do with the course is teach you good habits with regards to personal finance, understand the tools that are out there. And how you can put together a, you know, quote unquote toolbox or whatever you want to call it, like like the war chest that's, you know, Scott's yeah. book, put together a, a box that has all the tools that you need to fix any problem that you encounter. Mm-hmm. I guess it's kind of a way of paraphrasing it, right? Educating you on all the benefits that are available to you, all the things that are out there that you can use to put together a cohesive strategy so that, you know, you can prepare yourself not just for retirement because that's another big stink that I have about this industry is people always only talk about retirement. Right. Well, you know, if I'm talking to somebody who's 35 or, or 40 years old, guess what? There's a lot of time in between now and then, right? They probably yeah. have other things that they want to do. And so that's kind of what I'm hoping to do with military money mistakes is people come in, they can do the course, you know, there's other stuff in there for them other resources at their disposal to kind of prepare themselves financially for military transitions so that they can get through that and feel good about where they're at and mm-hmm. then on the other side as well. Uh, because yeah, that's, it's just, they don't understand how, how much of a, a lifestyle change they're going to experience and, you know, what's the best way to take advantage of that on the other side. Yeah. And, you know, I like how you started off with this idea of doing a book and then you're like, oh, you know what, maybe I can flesh it out via podcasting. And then, you know, our company decided to, you know, 
uh, use Mighty Networks and create our own online community or online platform. And what I like about what you're building out with your courses is that to me, it sounds like it's it's just going to be more interactive. I feel like, you know, our service members will be able to learn more that way. And then the fact that they can have direct communication with you and learn in real time, I think is pretty awesome. I think that would serve more than, I mean, for, you know, for those independent learners, yeah, you can, you know, if you had a book that would be convenient for them. But, you know, considering that transition is a big deal uh, for every service member to, to be able to have you as a mentor and as a guide and in taking them through these courses, I think, I think it's right. I think it's right for our community. Yeah. And to be honest with you, it's it's basically like I am writing a book right now. I don't know yeah. if you've gone in there and seen any of the classes that That's I've made. That's very elaborate. <laughs> you've oh done it, you've done a tremendous job, by the way. Yeah, I think I think that you built it out in a way that like Scott wanted for his stuff, but like but, but like you you know how Scott is, but like you the fact that you you really stuck it out and you're you're just building out, I think is incredible. And I think that, you know, anyone that goes through it will get a lot of value because it is very organized and well thought out for sure. I mean, you've been thinking about this for a long time now, you know, and to see oh, yeah. to see it manifest in courses, I think is incredible. And I've still got a lot of work to go, but it's, yeah, I'll tell you this, my favorite job. And I mean, like being a team chief was awesome, <laughs> but probably the job that I enjoyed the most when I was still active duty, I was an instructor at the EOD training unit on Fort Story in Virginia Beach. And I taught nukes, nuclear yeah. weapons, radiological hazards, stuff like that. And uh, I loved it. The thing that I loved about it was I was able to take all of these complex, complicated things like uh, like nuclear physics mm-hmm. and break it down into, you know, lessons that were easy to understand. Yeah, like digestible. People. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, and people like that. Like, I, you know, a lot of people, hey, I like his classes, you know, we, Nukes Division, like we always got pretty good you know, we were one of the better reviewed uh, divisions there. Like Ooh. when a team would go through training, they're like, hey, I love the guys at Nukes. I love the fact that they were there for us no matter what. Like, you know, if a team was having trouble, we'd come in on weekends and work with them. Mm-hmm. But I just loved being a teacher. I loved being an instructor. And I thought, yeah, okay, I can apply a lot of that stuff that I learned from doing that Yeah, into this. And I'm trying to do the same thing where I'm taking – that's the other thing that I don't like about a lot of the personal finance stuff that's out there today. It's it's almost like they're trying to confuse people so that they feel like they have to use you to help them implement right. these solutions. Mm-hmm. I want to get away from that. I want to, hey, this is not as complicated as it seems. Let me break it down to you in a way that hopefully you can understand better. And, you know, the other thing too, and my hope with this is that not only will the, the transitioning service member go through this course and learn everything, but so will their spouse. Right. That to me is one of the hugest because it's, you know, a lot of guys don't realize, hey, it's not just you that's transitioning, right? It's your entire family. And the information that you get, you know, it's, it's, it does better if everybody else has the same information as well. Yeah. And, and cause that's, you know, there's all this stuff. Everybody's like, oh yeah, transitioning service member, transitioning service members. I don't hear that many people talking about transitioning spouses. Yeah. And so that's something that I really want to hammer on. Like when I'm in there doing live events inside the course, when it's up and running, it's like, Hey, you know, have this conversation. And I think maybe that's, you know, you just gave me an idea. I'm going to write this down real quick (laughs) because I want to put a little icon in there. Love it. The power of active listening. (laughs) Giving Uh, you an idea. Like, Hey, icon for conversation with spouse. So one of the things that I talk about, one of the modules is uh, estate planning. Mm. 
And I make an analogy in there that's similar to real estate investing, which I've also done for a number of years. Everybody who does real estate investing, they say, yeah, one of the first things you have to do is build your power team. Who is Mm. on your power team? There's you, there's a realtor, there's a mortgage broker, there's a property and casualty. Same thing with estate planning. But one of the things that I talk about in the course is the primary member of your power team Mm -hmm. should be your spouse, right? Yeah. That's just something that, same thing, when you're doing military transition, you need to have a power team. What does a power team look like? Some sort of financial services professional, you're, you know, a VSO to help you get through all that stuff. You know, maybe you're moving, maybe you need help with your resume, whatever. Nonprofit organizations can be part of your power team. But, you know, first and foremost, you know, who's the one member of the team that you're going to have the most FaceTime with all the time? It's going to be the spouse. Yeah. Yeah, I do appreciate you incorporating the spouse. And I know that's one of the reasons why you had me join you with your podcast at the time. I feel like speaking to the spouse is like an ongoing, I'm going to, for the lack of a better term, I'm going to say it's an ongoing challenge for us to speak directly to the spouse because it just, I, I think learning how to communicate that, I think in general, like the military, you know, gives information directly to the service member, rightfully so. And a lot of times the spouse gets secondhand information. And so that being said, it is this ongoing journey of how do we make this information digestible for the military spouse, you know, so that they can make a confident and informed decision. And, you know, they're not looking at us as though we're, you know, we're scamming them or something, you know, because we definitely have come across those types of conversations or skepticism. And, and it's understandable because, you know, we are not the government option. We are, you know, alternative education that is of benefit. It's just that because it's not as accessible, it's a little harder to, I think, to get across. And so I like that, you know, that's important for you to incorporate in your education is is the military spouse. Yeah. And, and I think, and you're right, like it's been my experience that, you know, a lot of times the spouse doesn't want to talk to you. Oh, yeah. no, that's you. You're, you want to do that. Like, yeah. but then you have to get them to understand like, hey, look, you know, with a lot of these decisions, financial decisions have to be made during your transition. Guess what? The reason it's so important for your spouse to be educated on this is because they're the ultimate, you know, approval or denial authority on that. Yeah. And beneficiary. Yeah. Uh, right. They need to understand what that is for them. So, you know, I, I try to, to do that a lot. And hopefully, like having some of that stuff in there mm-hmm. will also encourage the spouse to come in and, you know, a lot of it, because like you said, right, there's the trust factor, the spouse for all these years, you know, has there been everything military, 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 you know, that stuff's going to be gone. So it's a transition for them too. They need to kind of learn to say like, Hey, you are going back to the private sector. Yeah. It's not just them. You, you, you are going with them. Yeah. Uh, you know, but yeah, I think it's different. You know, if you have a spouse who's already been working and has their own career and all that stuff, you know, maybe it's a little bit easier for the spouses who maybe didn't have a career or whatever, you know, their career was like, Hey, he goes out and does all that stuff. I'm going to stay here and take care of the family and take yeah. care of the household. You know, it's getting them to understand like, Hey, all that s- stuff is going away. Mm-hmm. And I think the other piece, too, is understanding that, like, hey, the government option isn't necessarily the best option. Right. Right. The advantage that that option has over a lot of the other ones is typically you don't have to qualify for it. Right. So mm-hmm. that, <laughs> which I kind of, you know, kind of look at it as, you know, how good does free cheese taste or <laughs> whatever, whatever the, you know, how good does the free cheese actually taste? Right. So yeah. Something to think about. 
Exactly. And, you know, I, I think for me, like my ongoing journey is trying to um, approach this in a delicate way where it's not necessarily speaking down on the spouse or, you know, acting like speaking as though like they don't know anything. It's it's just finding trying to find that delicate balance and that and the, and the right verbiage and language to say, hey, like at the end of the day, this is about you. And this is this is not an attack on you or this, you know, like we we want to help you like we want to give you not secondhand information, but firsthand information. And so I think that's just going to be that's just a constant ongoing journey that we're on. And I think no matter what, we're going to keep trying, even if we have hiccups about it, like we're going to try anyway, because the spouse is the cornerstone of our military families. And I think one of the other things that we have to do, a line of effort for us is countering some of the bad information that's out there. Because there's yeah. certainly a lot of that, like that we've seen several times where, you know, whenever somebody's like, well, I was talking to these people in this Facebook group and I'm just like, ah, all right. <laughs> you know, I've done that enough times yeah. to where I, you have to have like a little bit of pushback on that. Right? Yeah, you have absolutely. to be able to say like, look. You know, who is this Facebook group? Well, it's, you know, other spouses. Like, how many of those spouses are, you know, whatever, right? Yeah. You know, because in this day and age, yes, you have access to more information than anybody's ever had in history, but you also have more access to bad information. Right. Yeah. As well, that, you know, it's tough. It's like, who do you trust? Right. So I think that's one of the things for me is, you know, don't try to pretend to be somebody I'm not. That's one of the first things I usually tell people is like, hey, if you need somebody that wears a suit and tie and drives a Porsche, then, you know, I'm absolutely not the right person for you. Mm. But if you're comfortable working with a guy who works from home and wears PT gear all day and you, yeah, you know, like, <laughs> I mean, I can still do the same things that all that other guy does. It's exactly. Just, yeah. Just a little more real. Well, Trevor, I know that we both have to. Uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead and finish your thought. And then oh, I'll no, no, no. Yeah. Okay. Well, normally kind of the, what I like to tell is kind of like an icebreaker. This is somebody's like, well, what do you do differently than other financial advisors? My response is usually, well, I probably use a lot more cuss words than other <laughs> financial advisors. There you go. Other than that. <laughs> Take your pick. Yeah. yeah. No, awesome. <laughs> well, Trevor, I know that we both have to get to meetings here in a little bit. So I just want to make sure that you shared everything you want to share. Any final thoughts you want to share with our community, our career military families, you know, our, vet- our military retirees, our seasoned spouses, any, any parting words for them? Yeah, I guess really it's, it's, don't be afraid to ask for help. You know, there's one of the things military transition is tough, but one thing that I've noticed, if there's one thing the last five years have taught me is that veterans love helping other veterans, Mm. veterans love helping future veterans. Mm. So there's help out there. Just don't be afraid to ask for it and, you know, take the initiative to start looking for it. So, and, and hopefully part of what we're doing here with the portal is one of those resources that you're, that you're able to use. Cause really I think ultimately it's, it's all about sharing information. And my big thing is like, do we give you enough information to make a well-informed decision? Yeah, absolutely. And the best part of what we're offering is it's free, you know, since military likes free figured I put that out there. <laughs> yeah. Well, awesome. Well, Trevor, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for taking the time to be on holding on the fort. I look forward to being on your show or whatever collaborations we do again in the future. And it was really nice to have you share your story today. So thank you. Yeah. Appreciate you having me on. And yeah, we will. We'll, we'll get a, when I get the, the live military money mistakes live going again, Wonderful. Uh, we'll definitely have you on as well. So cool. Appreciate it. All right. And for our listeners, thank you so much for listening. We'll chat with you in the next episode. Tune in next time. Take care. Hey, this is your host, Jen Amos. 
Thanks again for listening to today's episode of Holding Down the Fort by U.S. Vet Wealth. Visit holdingdownthefortpodcast.com to access the full show notes of this episode, including resources mentioned and bonus content. Once again, that's holdingdownthefortpodcast.com. Lastly, stay after this outro music for something a little extra. Thanks again and chat soon. Bye for now. Welcome to the post commentary of episode 156. We just finished up part two of Trevor Maxwell, my colleague at US Vet Wealth and creator of Military Money Mistakes. We just finished our conversation. And I believe by now, this whole outro right now is going to be a placeholder. Consider this a placeholder for all the things that I will be saying in our free podcast portal. Thanks to US Vet Wealth. So if you enjoyed this conversation, or if you have been listening to this season so far, and maybe you reached out to me and you want your questions answered, you know, because, you know, our company and even myself, we want to be very accessible to share some knowledge and information to you. And so hopefully by now, hopefully by now, by the time I get to this outro, I'll have something interesting to talk about, or I'll have uh, fun things to talk about or people to respond to in our podcast portal. So I highly encourage you to join the portal. Once again, it's free. And if you're looking for that bonus content, you'll be able to find that there, including whatever I will be talking about by the time this episode is published. So thank you so much for listening or watching. Remember, this podcast is available on our YouTube channel. And I hope you got a ton of valuable information. Remember, you can reach out to Trevor. You can reach out to me. Just check out the show notes of this episode. And with that said, I'll chat with you in the next episode. Tune in next time.